0: I've found that house hunting is not my favorite. It's just not. House finding, it's good stuff. I'm okay with that. Seven years ago, Chelsea and I moved back to Nashville, moved back home uh, from West Texas. And when we got home, you gotta have somewhere to go. So we started with an apartment and we started this journey of finding a house and we jump in with our realtor who's a family member. We go, okay, where are we going? We look at the things and go, okay, maybe one, two, three, let's go try to knock these out. One first house we ever showed up at went, ah, it's just not us. Okay, cool. Let's go to the second one. Second one we get to, and I should have looked at the price tag because I was like, they want how much for that house? Like, what county are we in? And now I I realize, I remember. Um, It's crazy. Third house. We pull up, and it was like Chip and Joe had just gone nuts on this house. Just bananas. If you don't get the reference, Google later. Cool, fine. Uh, shiplap everywhere um, is what the outside looked like. It was gray, white accents. We pull in that driveway in a little town called Noone'sville. That when I lived here had a Sonic, still does, but that was it. Um, the neighborhood behind it was what you had. So we pull in this neighborhood, Noone'sville, and we see this house. And I pull in the driveway, and here's how Chelsea and I are very different. I said, "I want, I want the house." you seen it? That's what it looks like. I like it. She goes, we have not been inside. We have to go inside to see what's inside. And I said, you're right. You're right. Let's go inside. Do I care what's inside? Nope. Don't. Don't. We opened that front door. It was painted black. It looked good. It matched this and that. I'm just like that. I like that color stuff. So I walk in. I don't remember anything about the downstairs. Nothing. I couldn't tell you room this, room that. We had no kids at that point. Um, I don't care about bedrooms as long as there's a couple. That's fine because of what I saw when I opened the front door. So I walk in, and all I see is this open floor plan. Again, Chip and Joe gone ham in the house, and it's fantastic. Open floor plan, and our realtor brought us in at the right time because the light of day was illuminating this porch that was unlike any porch I had ever seen. Not big, maybe eight by eight, 10 by 10. It's not big. But the way the light hit it, it was a stunner. I just walked through. I don't care if there's linoleum and old tile and maybe hardwood floors here, which is what it was. It was like four different things going on. I don't care. I didn't see it. I saw that. Chels, did you see that? Yes, I see it. Can we see the other stuff? No. Let's so look at that first. If that's fine, then we're good. We walk out, the screen opens up, and it's just this white porch that looks over this, what looks like a forest. Do we own the forest? No. Uh, does it look like we own the forest from that porch? Yes. And I'm like, I'm in. The kingdom, it's so nice. This is great. There's little kids. Why are they on our property? No, it's just, it's the neighborhood's property, but it's awesome. We bought that house loved that house. That porch became the rhythm of our house. Mornings out there, breakfast out there, spending time with the Lord out there. Um, We watch SEC football out there in the fall. We get that laptop or that iPad and just put that thing out there and we just watch the doors all day or watch the Vols, her team, all day. This is what we do, all of it. We eat dinner out there with our three littles. Um, Two littles at the time, now three and fourth on the way. We'll talk about that later. Um, But uh, it's happening. So bedrooms matter at this point. But back then, nope, the porch. I would say you're going to think I'm weird, but you know me. I am weird. It's how it is. Uh, When temps drop about this time of year, really a month from now, maybe even longer than that because Tennessee's fun, Uh, if it rains on a Friday night and if the temps drop to about 50 degrees, I'm on that back porch in a sleeping bag. I kid you not. I will ask Chelsea, Chelsea, is you cool with like tonight? Can I sleep on the back porch? It's pouring. It's got a roof by the way, I'm not an idiot. There's a roof. Um, I mean, I am, but there's a roof, there's a roof. That's our rhythm, that's our rhythm. I liked that porch a lot, a lot, until, oh, by the way, one of the cool things about this porch, it's got screens on it, so like, no bugs y'all that's a big deal around here that's a big deal around here so it's like buy it it's got screens but what happened was one of the first mornings I'm out there I noticed there's a pal up in the left corner there's just a wasp just having fun left corner of my rhythm left corner of my rhythm not your rhythm mine And so I go get the fly swatter. It's what we do. You got to man up in that moment and just go, okay, I hate those guys, by the way. I hate them. Um, Can't stand those things. They scare me to death. I go up there, swat it, gone. Next morning, come back. He brought three of his friends. He's dead, but he alerted folks. This is the spot. This is where you're going to be. Go. It's nice. It's got a roof on it. Uh, They're coming in. I see three or four more. Got them all. I was like, Chels, did you see what I just did? I got all of them. She goes, Where are they coming from? I was like, That's, that's step two. Uh, that turned out to be um, the least fun step, but here we go. I, 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 the next morning after that, I walk out there, spend some time, let our dog out, and there's like six, eight up in that top left corner. You dirty dogs, it's on now. Got to go to work, but when I come home, I came home. Chelsea was gone, we had no kids here comes the plan. I looked for wasp spray. When it gets to like eight to 10, the fly swatter's not going to do it. Got to have the wasp spray. Didn't have it. So what do I do? I'm dumb. Okay. I go upstairs and grab the bottle of hairspray that Chelsea has on the sink. gets better. Show up. That's my rhythm. We defend the rhythms that we like. That's what we do. I walked out there is there, was a purple can. I'll never forget that. Nice purple color. I was like, you guys are going down today. I was wrong. Uh, I got a lot of them. What happens is when you spray that hairspray on them, it coats their wings and they kind of fall. Don't buy that lie. Just don't buy it. Don't do it. Uh, I got a lot of them. Some of them started to fall, but I'll never forget it. I'm up, maybe, maybe about this far away, and I'm just doing this right here and just spraying and holding down that thing. I used probably the whole bottle as much as I could until one guy made it out alive. And what we have right here is we have a low, like old school coffee table that my parents cut the legs off when I was a kid and they let us hand me down from their house. And so I'm literally spraying that thing and then he comes right at my face. And so I take a quick step back. All I remember is like midair, I'm like, where am I going? Um, flip over the coffee table, land directly on the shoulder and just hear it pop. And I'll, Chelsea wasn't home. So what do you do as like a husband when your wife's not home and you need medical help? You call her, okay? I call her, Okay. <laughs> Babe, this is not going well. Like I've torn my ACL twice on this side and I I know that feeling, I know that feeling. And I'm like, that feels the same right here. I was like, "I, I could barely talk. She was like, are you dying? I was like, kind of, what is it? It's my shoulder. Do I need to come home? No, you're fine. I will be fine. And I'm like in the floor. By the way, there's kids in the park that I, that I don't own out in front of us. I bear crawl into the kitchen from the patio on my chest because I can't do anything. I, can, I could not do anything. I was just a disaster. When I'm sick, it's bad, y'all, much less when this happens. So here's the thing. I called Chels, realized the wasp one. I showed up at this doctor's office the next day says, sir, I don't know what I've done, but I can't sleep. It hurts like crazy. Something popped. I don't know. He x-rayed me. said, quote, 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 if you were a Titans player, I would MRI you right now. And I was like, okay, I'm not, but could you do it anyway? Nope. So set it right for a little bit. So my first three months at Brentwood Baptist Church as a student minister were spent like this, like this, because I was dumb. I was like, obviously nothing's wrong. I'm fine. Called a different doctor three months later, early December. Why didn't you call me first? Uh, you're out of town. Let's get an MRI today. Turns out there's, there's a thing called a labrum that's right here, and it needs to be attached. And when it's not attached, it doesn't work. And it was just hanging. So they put climbing rope in there and just circled that thing in surgery. Six months later, I got to hold Campbell. It was crazy. This is just a very simple example to illustrate very simply this. We tend to defend the rhythms that we value most. You do it too. I do it. We tend to defend the rhythms we value most. Even the earthly ones. How much more the heavenly ones. The author of Hebrews comes in and makes this argument very, very simply. Hebrews chapter 4. Let's stand together. We're actually gonna read it on the screen together. It's one verse. You're like, one verse, one verse. Here's what the author of Hebrews argues. Now, there's a lot of you in here today, way to be here on Labor Day, this is good. Let's just read it together out loud. I love how Michelle led y'all through that earlier. Let's start here. For the word of God is living and effective and sharper than any double-edged sword, penetrating as far as the separation soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. As you stand, let me just say this, and here's the whole crux, the argument of today. The word of God, the word of God isn't simply a rhythm to employ in your everyday life, but rather it is the rhythm To which your entire life is best seen it's not a rhythm this book's alive it's the rhythm and when we get that we are different let's pray together we're going to jump right in father we love you we thank you for this verse we thank you for this course correction that the author of hebrews brings to us by your spirit we trust you for it changes all god's people said amen Amen. you can grab a seat When we really get just a nugget of that moment, and it's fun to walk with students for so long because when that light bulb goes off for students and they go, gee, this really is, this really is God's word. Like it's, it's alive. Did you, I had a conversation out here two years ago with a kid. Dude, it's alive. Yeah, brother, it is. 100% 100% it is. And when you get a nugget of that and you revolve your whole life around the rhythm, everything changes. I liked that porch in Nolansville. I love this book. Not just a rhythm, the rhythm. Author of Hebrews comes at us pretty strong and I love the CSB is good right there and I wanna read you just a different one, slightly different, a couple different words out of the ESV, it says it this way. For the word of God is living, it's active, it's sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit. We'll get to that, of joints and marrow. And it discerns, get this, it discerns the thoughts and intentions of the heart. That's Hebrews 4:12. Why is he making the argument now? If you go back, and we're not gonna do it this morning, but the, the context is king. If we're gonna go one verse, here's the context. Israel goofed it. That's the whole story. Yeah, they did. That's why we needed Jesus. Israel goofed it. They are on the edge of this moment where they're going, okay, we want to find rest. And you're going to see this word in Hebrews. You're going to see it all throughout the Bible, this idea, this biblical element called rest. And you're going, nap, more than that. But here's what it is. In Old Testament times, the idea of rest is very, very simple it meant let's get to Canaan, let's get to the promised land, but it was also much more than just a territory, it was spiritual, it was here. It was, I want to find faith in God. Abraham justified by faith and then he found rest. It's not just a territory, not just a marker on a map that is Canaan because the truth is one scar said they got to Canaan and they still didn't have rest, here. So what's the story for you and for me? You need Jesus. I need Jesus. He is your rest. You get him, you get the rhythm, and through that you find rest both now and forever by the power of his spirit. He changes you. Hebrews, the author comes in and says, if we don't get this, it doesn't work. And so maybe later on today or whatever that looks like for you, for your time and your rhythm in the word, go back and check out really Hebrews 3, 7 all the way to four eleven. It's all based on Psalm 95. David's account of how Israel failed in this moment. We've got to listen to history here so we don't make the same mistake. They were denied access to the promised land. They were denied rest in this moment. but you can find it because they were justified by faith. Old Testament, the Messiah has come and you're justified by faith as well if you believe. The thing that Israel didn't get, they didn't believe it. They didn't believe it. They did not believe his word. They believed in the rhythms of life, but they didn't center themselves on the one that actually was eternal, eternal. changes things 412 for the word of God is living and active living and active here's what I love about this Uh, the book that you hold in your hands the words that you see on that screen at times it's not dead Dr. Al Mohler says it this way and I want to read this for you so I don't goof it up okay Very, very simply, since God is author of Scripture, it is not a dead book. As God lives, Scripture lives. This text, this book is alive. Let me me just say that really, really quickly, and let me just say it as many times as I can, because I need to fall in love with this book all over again. And maybe we do that as one big family this morning. Church, this book. That I oft forget is living. In it, the words God breathed out. God Himself gave you and me a book. Here's the rhythm not a rhythm, but the rhythm. It's alive, it's alive. Strother said it in preaching to him on Monday. I liked it a lot. He says, when you enter this time with the word, you enter a conversation. You enter a a holy moment conversation. And I love that. It's alive. Next word, we're gonna go through them. it's, It's living and it's active. It's doing work. He's doing work. Deuteronomy says he goes back and forth over the course of the whole earth doing good on behalf of those who love him. Because he doesn't sleep, you can. You can rest. We're going 1,000 miles an hour right now as fall kicks off. You feel it? Practice here, practice there, stuff on the weekend, hopefully a little bit of a breather tomorrow, but you'll never find true rest until you find him. It just won't happen. You can't secure it without him. He's the power. He switches the metaphor as we get farther. He's living, he's active. And it says this, the word is sharper than any two-edged sword. Immediately I went to like old school Ninja Turtles. Um, I don't remember which one it was, but one of them had a dagger about that long. Maybe it was Raphael. I was a kid from the 80s. Maybe about that long. He's not talking like um, uh, William Wallace Braveheart here. Okay, he's talking almost more of a dagger. And the reason is one of the scholars teaches us, he says this RT France, the dagger conveys not so much your power, but the word's ability to get through our human resistance. It's alive, it's active, and it can cut you deep here in the best way possible. That's the sword of truth that you have in your home, on your person, on your phone. It's alive because he's alive. Next one. says it's sharp and it gets to the soul and the spirit. It matches those two terms together. Soul and spirit. Cool. Who we are down deepest. This word cuts through to who you really are. The you that nobody else may know about, save your spouse or friend or whatever. I'm talking like in here, the moments nobody sees, he does. And his word goes through and walks through every single one of those instances your whole life. Here's one of my favorite parts of the gospel. Jesus Christ has seen everything that I've ever done. All of it. And he still shows up. If I would just believe, y'all, if I would just believe and learn the lesson from the wilderness, this is not a rhythm, this is the rhythm, all the way down to the joints, to the marrow. My favorite words in here, I am not a Greek scholar, but the word is kritikos. You guys can come and criticize me for my pronunciation afterwards. Um, Kritikos is the word. It's the word, discerning. Here's my favorite word in this entire text. Here's what kritikos, this discerning us word does. It exposes the reality. The word exposes the reality of my inmost being. Clears up the confusion. Exposes the reality. I thought I was like this. No, it turns out I'm actually that. And it's heartbreaking. But the beauty of the gospel, again, is he doesn't leave me there. He sends a rescuer. Genesis 3 is very real. The fall happened. He didn't leave us there. In his good plan, he sent one whose name is Jesus. And by the power of him and through the word, exposes every part of me. As a sixth grade kid, my parents are in this room. Tell me if I'm lying, Mom. Uh... Y'all sent me to camp when I was in sixth grade. Um, I fought like crazy to go. I remember it, Mom. I do. I don't think you told me until that morning if I'm right. Um, And uh, you're you're going. Didn't want to go. I knew one kid on that trip, and I saw him at the bus. Uh, We went down to the beach, and I'll never forget it. Some of you know the story. I saw crinkle-cut fries at a cafeteria. Okay, cool. This is the best thing that's happened all week. I don't like these people. Uh, There's two girls on the other side of the crinkle-cut fry line. And they kept talking. They wouldn't honestly be quiet about what Jesus had done in their life the night before. And I was a broken kid. And I remember the way that they talked about Jesus. One, I was in awe of it to the point where it made me angry. I don't know if you've ever been there, but I wanted what they had. And I felt like he was withholding it from me, just being honest. So I set the fries down. I might've thrown them back in the thing after I touched them, I don't remember. I go in the hallway. And I'm sitting in the hallway and I just say this out loud to the father again I'm weird you know that Lord if that's real will you just show me tonight I'm open to it I'm open to it I've had a lot of rhythms they've all failed I've heard you've got the one and I go into that service I don't know what songs they were the dude preached the word John 14 like I'd never heard it and I remember before, guy started invitation. I popped up. I'll never forget it. And they're like, the weird kid's standing up. What's he doing? I just, I just need Jesus. If that's true what you're talking about, I, I need him. Because in my heart, I've adopted everything else and none of it's worked. That changed my life. Have you had that moment? Guy walked me through a moment, and honestly, probably a 1,000 other kids that day where you've given Jesus your life. You've renounced the other rhythms that didn't work. They were poor, poor, uh, almost bosses to you. And you're going, his burden is easy. And his yoke is actually a non-yoke. It's light. Habakkuk says, you'll have the feet of a deer. You can run. You know Jesus like that if you had that moment. Two invitations this morning as we go through one verse in the word. One. Have you met Jesus? not know Brentwood Baptist, not know the church thing? If you are in the South or you're in Nashville, you know how this thing works, but it 's not a concert. We are holding out a savior. Do you know the savior that 's part one part one eternal rest, part two, current rhythm part one, eternal rest, part two current rhythm and here 's how I want to define it if you don 't know Jesus, I would be a poor uh, minister of the scripture, if I didn't say in this moment, I want to give you a chance to respond, not in an awkward way, not in a weird way, but just by looking at me. And here's what I mean by that. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're looking at me, I'm seeing you non-verbally go, "I, I really want Jesus, G. I need him. All these rhythms are dead. I've tried working every single one of them, but you're telling me there's the rhythm. And his name is Jesus, and he will forgive me and save me. If you want him, you've never given your life to him, I just want you to look up at me. If that's you, you're just looking at me. If it's not you, there's zero pressure in this room. But if the Holy Spirit is urging you, know me, would you just look at me and just make it awkward? Just look up at me. I'm not gonna embarrass you. not gonna pull you down front. None of that stuff. I just wanna lead you in a prayer, in the silence of your own heart. If you're looking at me, you want Jesus you're looking at me you want Jesus if that's you follow me in this prayer if you're serious and if you're looking at me right now keep looking if you're not serious about this don't do it don't do it but if you know you not you need rescue and lordship then do it you need a rhythm you need the rhythm do it follow me in this prayer if that's you Silence of your heart. Jesus, in this moment, I need you to save me. I need you. Would you forgive me of my sin? Wipe my whole past clean and set my feet on a rock that is you. Bring people around me to challenge me, to grow me. lead me be my rhythm I need rest save me Jesus in your name I pray amen part one part two for the believers in here already given your life to Christ, here's the second thing. Is your view of this book so high? Like is your view of this text so high that you're going, that is the rhythm by which I will have the rest of my life seen and centered on. Is this book, would you allow it to be the rhythm? Is your viewpoint that high of the gospel text? Then our city's different because then you're different. You get that. You get him. And when you find Jesus, you find rest. And you've learned the lesson from the wilderness. I liked that porch. I love this book. Jesus, in this moment, we just say that we need you. Move. We know you're here. All God's people said, amen.